All right. Welcome back to the Good Day with Ray podcast. I'm Ray, the host of this show. And today I have a special guest. Would you like to say your name, honey? My name is Jonathan. I am, for the time being, Ray's boyfriend. Why would you say it like that? We don't know how this is going to go. What? Okay. Well, we're off to a good start. Oh, are you just nervous? Is that why you said that? No, I was just making a little joke to hopefully get people primed up for what's going to be a fun episode. Okay. Maybe funny. Hope so. <laughs> okay. All righty. So we, I don't really have much planned for this episode. We have a little game we're going to start off with, and then we're just going to see where it goes and see where the conversation takes us. And the reason I wanted to do this, we've been talking about doing a podcast together for a little while, and I thought it'd be fun to do a Valentine's Day episode with my Valentine for the time being. Okay, so you've picked out some cards from this game that I bought us yesterday. It's called the Ultimate Date Night Game. What do you think it's like, honey? Can you describe it? You're better Um, at rules than me. Well, the the gameplay is not what's important, but it's basically you have uh, different categories of topics. So the two that we're going to be playing on here, there's a match category. So it'll be basically checking to see how much you know about your partner. Uh, like one I have here is what is your least favorite food? So that's an easy one for me, I think, to know the answer to both of us, but you never know what your partner might right. think or whatever. So um, okay. then the other category is the most likely to. So which of the two of us is most likely to do something. Okay. I'm, I don't know why I'm kind of excited about those. I'm wondering what you picked. Okay. So go ahead. All right. So let's start. What is your least favorite food? Mine or yours? So you answer for, for me. I think yours is celery. Celery is like poison to me, the taste of it. Mm-hmm. And I would say for you that it's mayonnaise. Oh. Because you're just like, it'll ruin anything. That's true. Very true. All right. Off to a good start. Okay. Now I picked this one knowing that I'm stumped because I'm bad at memories. What did we do last Valentine's Day? Oh, that's good. So <laughs> I'm feeling better because I I don't know. I know what I got you last Valentine's Day. Oh. Because I pretty much get you the same thing every time I give you a gift. And what was it? I know I got you a bottle of wine. Ah, yes. Oh, and I forgot the other thing I gave you. That's personal. Yeah. (laughs) All right. What was? I don't know if we went on a date or if we just cooked at home was probably more our style. Probably. We would have to see what day that was because we potentially had your son. So here's more of a sensitive one. How do you know I'm angry? Oh, that's a good one. You cross your arms. And you become very, I was going to say inspector, but not inspector. I don't think it's the right word. Kind of like investigative. But I I noticed for sure you cross your arms and you become very clammy. Like usually I can get you to say anything and we talk about anything and you're very reserved in what you will or won't say. Cautious, calculated. It's very strange. Yeah. Playing a strategic game to to win an argument or something. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely an experience that I, yeah. So to know you're angry, it's pretty easy. It's just, you're going to go into your room, close the door and isolate yourself. And I can just feel 
the, the, the steam, the anger coming from underneath the door crack. And I stay far away, but, mm. you know, so similar. I think we both, what we're saying, we kind of retreat, get locked up, reserve, similar thing overall, but we do it a little bit different. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I've never been with somebody that I like really fought with, if that makes sense. Like I've never been a screamer, fighter, wall hitter kind of thing. Do you feel like you've ever, has that shown up with any other partners? Like, do you feel like we both maybe just retreat because we understand that we just, well, don't want to bring astrology into it, but we will, we're both fire moons. So we can get very heated. And if not careful, you can say some things you don't mean. So maybe over time we've learned to shut our mouths because we can really say some mean things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think for me, it's also wanting to make sure that I don't say something that gets you to shut down. Mm. So I'm trying to get all the information, get all the pieces to the puzzle without stopping that flow of information. So to me, just being reserved in my mind helps me to get the whole picture, even though my body language is probably working against me already. Mm-hmm. The other day when we were talking about something, I don't, do you remember? I just like uncrossed your arms. I took one and just I do. like, yeah, but you weren't even I mad wasn't. at me. Yeah. You weren't mad at me. I was just like, it just feels very defensive. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What's the next one. All right. Is this fun for you? Are you having a Yeah. Good yeah. That's okay. Good. What do you spend most of your money on? Oh, do you have a guess for me? For you? I don't know. I, hmm. Maybe uh, things that I've never seen because it's on your debt. It's it's stuff that you're still paying for in your past. Okay, hold up. Just can we stick to the present moment? What have oh. you seen me buy a lot of, honey? Holy. You buy roasting. a lot of uh, energy drinks. Okay. <laughs> you buy mostly the food that you buy is salads you let me buy all the other food so that's not a good one i just put a bunch of salads on your credit card the other day oh okay news to me (laughs) hey we have an arrangement okay yeah it's all fair no complaints here all right let's let's... it sounds like you think i spend money on food and what was the other one like coffee or i would say that's right i don't buy a lot of things oh you're missing one there's one books yes Yes. great job we're also we read each other's minds very well so that wasn't hard okay great what do you spend money on i'll give you permission to kind of speak it's a very well one's tangible one's intangible which one would you like me to say maybe the intangible one was is a better one sports betting poker yes so she i think she's saying intangible because that's spending and yeah collecting so it's that's a two-way street with money it's whereas food never pays you back it's and just, um but... should i go with the other one as well and just a, you me to reserve the, other one? the more obvious one which oh. I, yeah the one that yeah. actually is negative on my bank account the is. big box next to our feet that your son was asking to punch this box last night for some random reason did we ever figure out why he wanted to punch a box no He's just funny. We have a nakedwines.com box. Uh, please sponsor us. No, we are not. <laughs> um, but it's lots of wine, lots of uh, seltzers. Yeah. Alcohol. Yes. Okay. In general. But not liquor. So I just wanted True. to be clear. It's just mostly red wines and Trulies. And we really like that, what, Summer Smash? Summer Smash White Claws? One? Yeah, those are good. All right. What's an activity 
that you love, but I hate? Oh, okay. Working out. <laughs> was that so that's, thought of? Well, that's an easy one. Yeah. Okay. Was there another one you were thinking of? Um, journaling, maybe meditating, planning, 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 you know, anything that soothes the mind. <laughs> All right. So what about me? What do I love that you, that you hate? I, and hate's a strong word, a right? Strong it's more word. like you just don't do it or. I mean, I don't golf with you. Um, I'm trying to get into sports betting. I've had to, well, we won't disclose that information, but yeah, I've tried to get into sports betting a little bit. I would say one thing that I wish I liked a little bit more would be drinking with you more often, but we did that together Saturday night. We went out to a comedy show. They went to a bar after I had way too many drinks and your rebound the next day was astronomical compared to mine but you seem to have a theory about that yeah and we're actually going to hit on this in the next category okay too, well then think. well maybe we can skip over and we can leave them wondering okay so i, I think that was a rough night i think day. for me it would be let's not necessarily say sports betting but just gambling in general i like the idea of having the risk and being nervous and not knowing if it's going to win or lose hmm. And don't mind having money at risk, whereas just that general uncertainty with money is a big problem for you. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially the position I'm in. So I can't be risking no dollars. I already did that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is going to, this last one in this uh, match category is uh, oh. going to be hard to, to remember. We might have to take a moment, but what was our best date? So we've been together year and a half, roughly. Mm -hmm. So we'd have to, Think back on all of our dates or okay. things we've done. Okay, let's pause and think about it. Okay, so we paused and Jonathan had a good uh, question, which was, is this a date that we've gone out on, like out of the house or one that we've spent inside the house? And I said, I think either or is fine. So, and we both said we might have two. So I'm curious if we have the same two. All right. You want me to go first? Go first. Okay. I would say probably one of our first dates where you made me lobster. Ding, ding, ding. That's, got, that's it. Yeah, it still makes me cry. He uh, got me mac and cheese, like baked mac and cheese, kind of fancy. Because I, I told him on our, was it our first date? You remember that I told you I like mac and cheese? Mm -hmm. And then I would say our second one might be closer than we think, where I had a lot of fun dancing with you the other night at the bar. Okay, wow. Yeah, that, yeah. So that was the same Saturday we just mentioned where yeah. many drinks were had. Mm -hmm. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I was kind of cutting loose more than I normally let myself get in public. Especially since it was at your place of work. And, yeah, at, yeah. Like he doesn't work at a bar, but he works at a bar adjacent and like inside the casino that he works at. So that kept slipping my mind, but you're pretty aware and, you know, rightfully so of that. Okay, so what was your... So I was going to say the one that was stay at home cooking the lobsters for you, mostly because I got I got a lot of street cred for that one. And I think that's what really got me in the door to to make this a long-term relationship. Street cred from well, like with, other people? No, with you. Uh, just like, oh, he's actually, he's a little bit different. He pays attention. He's willing to, mm -hmm. to go big to impress me and pay attention mm -hmm. to details. The date out i was gonna say it was 
actually a trip, our trip to Austin, oh. where we had lots of activities, outdoor restaurants. And so it was just our first trip, uh, just the two of us. Well, and Blanche. Yeah, the Blanche the came. The cat came, so. She ate up all those plants. Yeah. <laughs> well, they weren't real plants, but they were fake plants in the Airbnb. She loves to eat on plants. That's why Jonathan can't get me flowers. If you have a cat, this is just a PSA. Cats are allergic to a lot of plants, a lot of flowers, mostly flowers. They are deadly to them. So sometimes you do a lot of research if you have a cat. As well as essential oils, which yeah. were a big part of all right, my well, life. This was going very well before. Okay. <laughs> We've all had to make sacrifices for certain children and or pet children. So. All right. So if we move on to our next category in the game, this is the most likely to. So which of the two of us we'll have to kind of agree oh. you know come to a consensus which one it actually fits with more so easy first one most likely to laugh at their own jokes <laughs> i'll take that one there you go okay <laughs> and while i do joke a lot um i don't need the <laughs> the response of laughter to every joke so I, if it's not there i just do it myself um i don't but anyway it's, it's okay it's no big deal. but to be fair now that you're saying that i probably laugh at my well okay whatever i don't care it's something me and my sister both do all right <laughs> who hey that's how you know you were a lonely child you had to laugh your own damn jokes <laughs> stuck Get the roasting. All right. Who is most likely to get in an argument with a stranger? Okay. Hands down. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, okay. It's me <laughs> because I think Ray is more likely to just abort a situation that gets uncomfortable in public where I'm a little bit more outgoing and don't care about people's feelings or about always being a soft and nice better person I'll He's you like, know I got a little bit of road rage stuff like that yeah he almost got out at the canes the other night and beat up some guy in the drive-thru that was just parked there not moving to be fair I'm pretty sure that truck was parked there for about 15 minutes but when he opened his door or you roll you were starting to roll down your window I was like oh my gosh this is not what I need right now that was that was that was wild but I think we're a good match for that because you can talk me off the ledge sometimes and I can get things done uh, for true. us when we're at. So you need a little bit of both. Yeah. He got our rent cheaper whenever we had to renegotiate. I was totally fine with taking the the rate they gave us. And he had to go up to the office and haggle him down. Y'all, haggled him down 25 what, $25? A month. $25 a month. He did the math. He was like, oh, this, how many, how much money? Like 300 something? 300 bucks. Yeah. That's... Yeah. And you said we were going to get a new TV. Well, maybe after tax season, still shopping. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Next card. <laughs> All right. Who is most likely to fall asleep during a movie? Oh, I think that one's you. Okay. It's clearly not. Now we do have to mention, to be fair, that we have different work schedules and I've always been a night owl. I didn't know it was possible to have a sleep schedule the way Ray does. So to be fair, it is definitely her that's going to fall asleep during a movie. But that's just because of our schedule. If we were watching them at, say, 4.30 a.m. when she likes to wake up, then I would well, already be asleep. The problem with that is that the, move, the stuff we watch together is not stuff I used to watch by myself. And I would never watch the 
like what was we watched we've watched euphoria together oh righteous gemstones is perfect best show ever um even that though i can't watch stuff like that in the morning it could like just set me up for a weird day but anyways yeah sure theoretically similar topic who is most likely to binge an entire season of tv in a day okay so did you just pick ones that were about me no oh maybe We'll see. I might have been biased and not knowing. Holly. Okay. I don't have the attention span to watch a whole season. I get bored, um, maybe two episodes, and I'm just like, I got to move around. I can't. Yeah. It's true. All right. So I'll uh, preface this next one by letting everyone know that I'm 41 years old. Oh. Ray doesn't have to say her age. 32. 32. But so with those ages being known, who is most likely to be mistaken for a high schooler? That's you. And it's wow. still me. You know what? I'm going to have to go through some of these just so I could. <laughs> yes, it is you. It was funny. The other day we were at the grocery store and he was getting alcohol. And the lady, this must have made you, this made you feel so good. The, the girl, actually, the girl, she said she got his ID and she looked at him like she was going to pass out and was like, Oh my gosh, you're my dad's age. And I was sitting there thinking just like, what the heck? And her, apparently her dad's 41, but this girl had to be at least like, she had to be at least 18, if not 21. So I wanted to be like, girl, your daddy was young when he had you. <laughs> How often does that happen to you? All the time, every day. What do you mostly get? What's the age range that people think you are? Not obviously not high schooler, but yeah, you'd be mistaken for that more than me. So it usually comes up where they'll say how, oh, you can't have been working here too long because you'd have to be 21. They'll say, I'll say, oh, well, how old do you think I am? So at that point, I've already kind of shown you're wrong. Okay. They usually settle on about 28. 28? Oh is what, what they say. You know, I would be particularly peeved if people thought I was older than you, which we haven't gotten those comments yet, because obviously that's like societally, it's kind of rude to they, to just say that. But now I'm wondering how many people think I'm older than you. Well, now I know not to test that and ask people. Oh. Next question. All right. Who's most likely to have a detailed Excel spreadsheet for life planning? Oh, yeah, that's me. So you have a detailed spreadsheet for bet. Right. So I'm probably, I probably use more spreadsheets than you, but for you a completely different reason. I use them more for um, yeah math and organization of a particular task. You would. I've had spreadsheets for my calorie goals before week by week. I've written those in for money. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Love a, love a spreadsheet. Yeah. All right. Little, um, we just have two more. Two more. I hope y'all are enjoying this. A little more personal here. Who's most likely to make up an excuse to not have sex? You. <laughs> that it seems to be a constant problem. <laughs> right. So that's a joke. It would it would be her that would make up an excuse not to. I mm -hmm. could make up an excuse or make up a reason why we should at any moment or any place. So. Yeah. At any place, that's true. Yep. Right, and here's the one where I said we'd circle back, and I have an interesting point about this one. Okay. Who's likely, most likely to be hung over on a Tuesday? Okay, that's harder, maybe. Because that would insinuate I would drink on a random Monday night, which I don't really do that much. 
So, but you don't tend to get hung over, which I also have a point to that where I start, I think you don't even know what they feel like anymore. Right. So I drink every Monday night, but I don't get the hangovers um, the way you do, which I feel like this past Saturday, I think you were still feeling it two days later. Yeah. Two days later for sure. Yeah. That was rough. Well, so, so in that so category, it ended up being four to three. So I, I did seven in that one. So Oh, but we didn't do that. Oh, we're just counting these cards. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's fun. That was our little game. Did this open up anything else that you want to talk about? Or did anything that came up make you a little uncomfortable in front of your audience to hear them hearing about your real life? And Well, it's, it's never fun talking about sex in a public setting. But like, there's definitely, I think for us, we've been together for about a year and a half now. We've lived together for, oh, we're coming up on a year, like in a week or two, probably, or more like March, beginning of March. And I'll just say like, you know, we've had, I've gotten some testing done recently because should we not talk about this? Maybe we will, maybe we won't. It's your podcast. <laughs> you control the content. Yeah, because I feel like over maybe the last few years, like women's bodies change a lot. And um, I just have very little to no sex drive at all. So I know how that we talk about that a lot. That's a very difficult topic for us. We're constantly going back and forth about it. But you know, in the spirit of Valentine's Day episodes, you know, I know a lot of people in our personal lives that think that we have a very good relationship. And I feel like in a lot of ways, they're right about that. And we know a lot of people, at least I'm told, that know us, that admire our communication, but they may or may not know some of the struggles we go through on a day-to-day -day basis. And even the, the strongest couples and the couples that have the best communication, you, you know, we still have our own things that we're dealing with. And that's something that is potentially like biological, you know, or we're, we're leaning towards that. I just got some testing done and you seem to think that that, what was it? I got low testosterone or something like that. And that can affect a lot of that too. So. Yeah. So we're still missing some pieces to the puzzle of all the, the tests because you're supposed to do these blood tests in the morning uh, mm -hmm. when you first wake up but um, Ray feels that her blood is too thick in the morning and it just won't come out of her fingers to get on this little card so it's it was the last time though it's a little tough. so I think to your point though about most people see us and they admire our relationship but then they don't see the, what we do struggle to, mm -hmm. to talk about and get through but it's worth noting that that can be the that has to be the case in all relationships. You don't see what happens behind closed doors, but right. it just made me think that there could also be relationship relationships that you see and you think like, Ugh, why are they together? All they do is fight or they don't, you know, they treat each other so badly, but maybe we don't see the good parts that mm -hmm. they do share when they're alone that are more intimate or um, that they're afraid to let the world see why they work. So you never really know what what's really going on between people true yeah so and that's you know going back to some of those issues that we're talking about and i and i don't know we we i don't 
I mean, we should probably check in around our values and relationships and things like that. I don't know if this is the space for it. it might be a different conversation for another time. But one thing that I've always told you is that even though I'm struggling in that department and it's not something I've always struggled with and it's not something I started struggling with just when I started dating you, which has been hard for you to feel and like, you know, um, things like that. I do I definitely think it's hormonal. And I, I've listened to a podcast just, I, I wish I could tell you the one, um, not just you, but other people, um, that are listening that a lot of divorces and a lot of breakups happen around these times in women's lives where, um, they're exper experiencing hormonal shifts and it's just too much. It just breaks their relationship, which I think is sometimes kind of sad that, um, that that's the case and people are uneducated around those ebbs and flows. Cause you know, you could potentially have a really good person and it's just hard to navigate that time. And, and we're not educated about it. We don't know how to go through it. I think it's easier when people, when girls are, when women are pregnant, you know what to expect. It's, it's very well known that, Oh, they're going to be like this and like this. So you can, and you can hold out for the nine months, the however long it takes, which sometimes it's longer because of postpartum, that's almost an easier storm to ride out it's harder with these more like silent storms that women are going through that unless they get blood tests done or go see people and take their symptoms seriously. And some of them might really think that they're not attracted to their partner, which, or that they don't love their partner anymore. Or their partner starts to feel that way about them. And I just don't think, you know, I just haven't really felt that. Just haven't really thought that. Well, yeah. And to your point about marriage being something that is ingrained, you know, in our minds about, oh women are crazy when they're pregnant or they're mm -hmm. so emotional so that's something we've been trained to expect what has uh this year been a surprise to me was learning more about women's cycles and that you're basically dealing with four different women at least depending on what week of the month it is and how much science there is to break all that down mm -hmm. we're not trained in that at all to mm -hmm. understand uh, hormonal shifts that women go through. And it may not be like four different women, but it's definitely four maybe different expressions of that woman. One that's maybe more aggressive, one that's maybe more loving, one that's maybe more exhausted and one that's more like excited. Like, yes, there's different expressions of it. And it's definitely helped me understand why there is, um, some like stigmas around women being crazy or emotional. It's because we, we definitely do have these fluctuations that no one's ever talked about. And I educated myself and I had to educate you because we would get in frequent, I wouldn't say frequent fights, but I would shut down very like withdraw, being like in my room crying, like in my office and uh very depressed and I just did not know why really until I learned a little bit more about like right before I start my cycle that's man this is so unplanned I can't believe we're talking about this, this is crazy but um right before my cycle started it's like I had to start marking it because I would fall into a deep depression and when I'm in a deep depression I think that everything in my life sucks not just you, not just where we live, but my job, my, like anything else I'm doing in my life, I just feel like an utter failure. And so if that's, and it's hard for me to snap out of that, which I would think anybody has a hard time snapping out of those depressions. 
And it felt like I was on a roller coaster that I just didn't know when was going to swing up. But now that I've really tracked it and got more of a, an idea around how long it lasts, sometimes I can just wait out. Like I have to white knuckle it for a while, but I know it's going to swing back up and it always does. And I always kind of like go back to happier me or, you know, at least one that doesn't become one with the couch. Yeah. So I think great advice to any guys listening that are in a relationship or uh, women that might have a partner that would be receptive to it is men need to kind of study. It doesn't take long, but learn more of the, the different phases of the cycle and then maybe put it on a calendar so you kind of know the suspected danger days. And you just might hold something in that could have been a trigger that really wasn't urgent. I'm not saying just suppress your feelings and right. lock it away right. uh, forever, at least. But something that you might be saying lightheartedly, even just as a joke, could yeah. strike the wrong way. So you got to know when it's okay to risk it and when it's not even worth it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's really interesting how sensitive I am around that time. And, and it's notable to the point where like, I don't feel like the same person for at least like a day and a half. It's, it's, it's not, it's not fun. And so I've been working pretty hard trying to figure it out, taking some blood tests. I have some still in a box that I know he's probably annoyed that I haven't done, um, yet, but yeah. And so we won't take up too much more of your time, but we wanted to end this episode with talking about a goal that we've been talking about a little bit back and forth recently, something we've, we've struggled implementing, but something we both, I think, I think we both agree that we liked in our relationship. And ever since we moved in together, it's been really hard to implement. And that is that we try to schedule uh, at least monthly or weekly would be better to have planned out dinner together where we bring to the table things that we like in our relationship to put a positive spin on it. That was how we talked about it in the first place, what we're liking and want more of in mm -hmm. our relationship. But then a lot of times it could lead to um, maybe some things that are bothering you or things that are missing. And so by scheduling those, it forces that uh, important communication about things that might be a little bit uncomfortable, but Hey, you're getting together. You have a nice dinner. Let's just make it a safe place to be heard or to listen. And so now that we're living together, it's like, well, we're always together. We eat dinner together every night or so it kind of just goes by the wayside, like, oh, well, you know, we, we are always talking, but it's not yeah. true because you, you really need to put in that time before to, to reflect and build up the courage to just speak the truth. Yeah. And we talk about, I think that's our issue is that we talk about a lot of things on a daily basis. Like we will just sit down and we will talk about things. We'll even talk about what's bothering us. Like it's not... It's not news to each other that, and it's not something we're always keeping in things that are bothering us. However, I do think the dinners would help us mentally prepare that I might hear something that's been on his mind for a while that's been bothering him. I need to be open and receptive and listen to what he has to say. And so it's like this more like mentally prepared space where it's not like, oh, I'm walking in the door from the gym and he's just had enough or, or he's just walking in the door from home and like I'm sitting on the couch and like I just can't put it off anymore like 
it, it's just, it feels kind of out of left field and you never want to disrupt. You can, I feel like for me, especially with us living together, it's like, especially if we're having a good moment and things are fun, things are fine, which happen more often than not. I don't want to ruin it by talking about something that, you know, that I'm like, Oh, I can just wait till tomorrow. Cause we're having a good day. Like, I mean, I know you do it too. You just put something off and, and you don't want to ruin our day and stuff like that. Yeah. And the dinners for me, I think it helps. Um, because I know that she's not just going to bring up something just to be saying it or nagging me with, Oh, let's do another spreadsheet about this. If it were mentioned just any regular day where I'm actually going to listen and know that it's important and not just feel like I'm being drugged down, you know, a road just because. Um, yeah. Do you feel like I do that too? Um, talk about that next episode. My gosh. Okay. No, that's a good ending point. All righty. Well, this was fun. This was fun. Yeah. How, yeah. How did you feel about it? I think it was uh, a lot of fun. It was easy to just keep talking to you like we do uh, and just kind of ignore the microphone. Now we've been talking about doing this forever. It feels like mm -hmm. have me on or doing a podcast about anything. So thanks. We, we did it. And we did it. now we can, uh, Wait for the next one. Yeah. Oh, you want to do this again? Next next year for Valentine's Day. Oh, okay. That sounds great. All righty. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We appreciate your time. Your time is very valuable. So I'm just appreciative of you spending it with us. And I hope you liked it. I really enjoyed having you on today, honey. And I appreciate you doing this with me because I know it can be very uncomfortable because you've never done anything like this before, right? No. Okay. So it's very brave of you. Takes a lot of courage. And um, and I'm gl very glad to know you had fun doing it. Well, thanks. See y'all later. Bye.